You're listening to Songs Out Loud from St. Louis, Missouri. I'm Aaron Dorr. This podcast documents the life of a song. Everything from what inspired the original idea to how all the pieces came together to make the whole thing. There's too many tracks. There's too many tracks here, man. <laughs> how many total? I don't know. Um, More than 20? Yeah, 31. No shit. That's why I was like, oh man, I, I started sending you the vocals interview. I'm like, man, I want to be over here all night trying to export this shit. You just get all the vocals. <laughs> With the help from multi-track session files, the isolated instrument and vocal tracks supplied by the artist, I record them reflecting back on the creative process with it and compile it all here in a documentary style show and tell. It's a behind the scenes tour of their song. Songs Out Loud breaks it down instrument by instrument, lyric by lyric, and beat by beat. Uh, I usually just, I usually say, you know, hey, it's Saria. Suri Conaway, also known as Sinus Cell Pro, because it's kind of like we're both this, we're the same person. <laughs> hey everybody, Suri Conaway here, also known as Sinus Cell Pro, here on Songs Out Loud podcast. Looking forward to it. Let's dig in. Let's go. Classically trained electronic musician and singer Saria Conaway composes and performs under the name Sinusopro. This is the story of how one song of hers became two new songs. It all started with cutting up The Pretty One. Yeah, so The Pretty One's actually a song from uh, Loop Talk Volume 1 that came out in 2014. Right? Isn't on that album? <laughs> I don't even know my own. I don't even know my own albums. Um, so this was me you know, trying to write some filler music for the residency at CAM. The, the pretty one starts in a G major, like, open, but not in, like, the normal, like, where, you know, one and three is on the G and the B uh, type of thing. Uh, the third fret, anyway. <laughs> Oh my God, blah, 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 blah. So yes, the first note is a G. <laughs> I took the track, removed the vocals and just kind of spliced um, one fourth, like a quarter note with of that G and just kind of kept, kept hitting it. What she's doing is isolating a very tiny selection of audio and firing the repeats with button presses on a controller. And whenever I'm splicing, I'm using the Ableton push unit. It's like that big little square with all the buttons on it. The software is called Ableton, and the controller they make is called Push. So yeah, I was just kind of like noodling around and be like, this is it, this is a pattern. I don't, I'm not doing live looping anymore. Now I'm looping over tracks. I just kind of felt like I found every possible... <sighs> I've tried every possible way to start and exclusively play a song by live looping, and I feel like it's become a limitation now. Like, I really don't want a song to really start out like this one line that threads into everything every single time. Sometimes you really want to just jump into a song. That and, you know, the pressure of staying two steps ahead of each loop, lugging the gear. <laughs> so many different things. Um, I mean, for like two years, I only did acapella sets because I didn't want to carry the instruments anymore. 
Especially performing live and trying to play over it, I'm like, oh, this doesn't sound right, but... lay people who just know me and they want to support me but they're like oh my god I'm not listening to that track anymore like it just it was just repeated over and over again for like a full minute I didn't even, you know I think more artists than, than lay people appreciate what I do yeah like honestly the vision that I have if I were to ever I mean obviously whenever I perform these songs live I'm playing the backing track I'm playing the bass over it I loop the guitar I loop that and you know, I control that trigger throughout the live looping. But I just play the bass and now I'm gonna play the bass and probably sing <laughs> since this single came out. So when can I see you? It's like the first time I sing in forever. But I do have a vision of like, you know, one day, I'm not saying it's gonna be this song, but just in general, I will have the means to like hire other musicians um, and actually like notate out the sheet music and be like, all right, strings, this is your part. All right, guitarists, these are your parts. But that's like a part of it though. Like that's a part of the story. I deliberately is like, no, let's not, let's not cut this back. Let's keep it where it is. Cause this is just adding to the longing of like, why are we still here? <laughs> let's move this forward somehow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. Oh my God, we're still in quarantine. Oh my God, you still haven't, you know, like any, however you want to apply it. But let's be honest, like this song is not that like complicated. Honestly, I kid you not, I wrote this song like in five minutes. It's just like, well, of course you can write that song in five minutes. There's like literally four elements <laughs> that you change the arrangement of, you know what I'm saying? I do like have like major like I wouldn't say like fights, but just like discussions inside of my head, like, Saria, I'm like, yeah, you're not, this is not really anything new. You're not really challenging yourself to like expand beyond like what you've done in the past. So like, let's push the boundary a little bit further. Circling back to my first experiences with music, which was classical music and now writing classical music for different organizations and just being like, oh man, I'm gonna get back to this because you can go anywhere. There's no rules that you need to follow in order to be accepted. <laughs> so it's been really nice digging into that. And now I'm like, yeah, why, why are our radio accessible songs? You know, now I'm, I'm wanting to push that boundary of like, yeah. I got to accept there's some things, a lot of things I've outgrown. So it's time to level up and for real move and not just say these things, but actually do it and not really even say it. I don't really be saying it. I just be doing it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. Um, everything's a practice and just like really like this is a practice just like everything else if I want to be good at playing an instrument I have to practice you know what I'm saying it's not like I can put it down for 10 years and pick it back up and just still be where I no man <laughs> like you can't brush your teeth one time your teeth be clean forever and you can't do you can't work out once and have six-pack the rest of your life like everything's a practice Typically how I write is I can be anywhere physically. Um, it's just either there is a story and I enhance the story or there's a part of a story and I'm filling the holes to the story, but it's about more or less like me connecting emotionally and transmuting that into music. Um, 
whenever you said, where do you go whenever you write music? The first thing I was going to say was, before I realized you meant physically, <laughs> I'm like, outer space, man. I'm not, I'm not on Earth. <laughs> That's all I can say. That's the only way I can explain it. Like, I can't even really say, did I even really write these songs the way they come so quick? Just like, boom, boom, boom. Like, oh shit, okay, there it is. Now, the hardest part was like getting engineered and mixed and stuff. It sounds like, you know, almost like a babbling brook. That's what I kind of first imagined. Like the bloom, 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 bloom. But then I'm like, all right, let's add a little sound effect in the background. Also, I was trying to hide how um, the input on my guitar whenever we recorded the pretty one eons ago um, was just horrible buzz. Like, not buzz, but a horrible shh. Like, hot on the shh. I'm like, all right, let me add an effect to make it seem like it's deliberate. <laughs> so I try to EQ it out and I'm like, this is not working. This is bothering me. You know, throughout kind of splicing around with those notes, I would uh, pick uh, different intervals, but not where I actually plucked it, where it was already kind of decaying in sound. And she did the same thing with syllables from her vocals. moment, just in my experience, at any moment where I'm really getting super analytical um, and super um, academic of like, well, hey, you know, we played the seventh here and the seventh needs to lead into the, the tonic. Like just little things like that with theory. I'm like, no, nah, man, now you're getting all, you're getting too academic with it. Like, I feel like in the last like maybe five-ish years or so, what year is this? Oh my God. <laughs> Just the moment I chose myself in the sense of a career of like, I hate this job. I thought I would like this better because it's in the arts, but I'm still unhappy. So like the problem is me, what am I doing wrong? And I'm like, well, I'm not really following my heart. Like I really want to just do music all the time. Well, I didn't start writing on Ableton until I actually like for real got Ableton in like end of 2018 because I became a DJ in residence at the Contemporary Art Museum and I'm like wow I'm not a DJ so what am I going to do and I just really kind of took it as an opportunity to challenge myself specifically with Paul Sepoya's Deconstructed Gaze exhibition uh, he's a photographer and he would set up these these camera angles and mirrors to where the subjects were all naked but it was very um personal and private and intimate, but also very tasteful. 
It was a two hour long set. I really just didn't want to have my vocals, but I also just didn't want to sit in live loop the whole time. I wanted to, to kind of tell a story musically, but I was playing around with the Ableton and Ableton, you know, Ableton also uses loops. So I just told a story. All right, well, what if one of my friends said, Siri, I need you to come over and model, but you got to be naked. <laughs> I mean, I've modeled for my friends before. Not naked. So I'm like, oh man, how would I feel? Like, you know, and I just kind of told the story of like, okay, maybe I go and it's awkward. I feel uncomfortable. This is weird. And now my friend's knowing me in a deeper level and maybe a little bit I'm knowing them on a deeper level. Like, but then like you kind of sink into it, you get into it, start to you like, kind of let go and just enjoy yourself, enjoy the moment. Uh, it was magical. You had a great time. You go home and then here comes the longing. Maybe you, you're looking for something to kind of fill that thrill-seeking adrenaline maybe you felt. Also about getting to know somebody on a deeper level. Like, oh man, best friend that I only maybe talk to, you know, once every four months, but then we did this thing and now I really want to be connected with you more routinely. That's the story that I told in order to write those like four songs for this exhibition at camp. Yeah, so I don't remember uh, what kids, but I'm trying to open Ableton right now, but it's, uh, it's being a thing. It's being a thing. Uh, it's a Mac, but it's old. Um, MacBook Air. Uh, so I used the Borgia kit. What is the Borgia kit? That's mostly the sound effects. Let me see here. Yeah, that's the sound effects. And then the, it's actually a 606. Oh yeah, I remember thinking it was giving me like Dr. Dre vibes. I was still very much an amateur on understanding all the different things that Ableton is capable of. And honestly, I still feel like I am an amateur, but just on the other end of the spectrum of amateur. <laughs> Intermediate, beginner, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, um, uh, so I didn't, didn't quite know how to create my own drum kit quickly. This actually isn't my bass. This is a loan from Darren Gray because, um, you know, some jerks stole my stuff like three years ago. Her name was Carmelita. She was a Fender P bass. She was caramel color, like gold with this caramel faceplate. She's beautiful. Carmelita. So I'm using Darren Gray's uh, Lackland bass. That's really nice. I call her Sylvia, but I shouldn't have named her because she's not mine. And uh, <laughs> I probably don't need that naming attachment. The guitar track, I looped it, because that's what I usually do. I mean, I could play it through the whole song, but God, that's so boring. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, because oh, it's just literally three chords. <laughs> Three chords, um, G major, E minor, D major.
So it's just one of these things where, um, uh, I feel like I'm not really trying to force things anymore. I'm like, nah, man, just, just the more I got connected with my own heart that I got, I somehow disconnected myself from, um, the more I feel like, um, I'm less, I just kind of like go by my gut. <laughs> over quarantine I kind of made like a little video just for Instagram just like to keep myself busy and doing something and not like just lay in bed and <laughs> depression <laughs> um but uh an artist wanted to collaborate with me about making music videos he was really drawn to when can I see you this is Lacko Cossack and um I was like oh no I kind of had an idea for this I was like, well, maybe can we both do a video? He's like, well, I don't really think, why would we both do a video? I was like, oh, dang, go ahead, go ahead. It's like, oh, you got it. So he made the music video and I was like, man, I really still kind of want to make this video that I had an idea for. And I'm like, well, Saria, what if you just write some lyrics? <laughs> then you can just mix your, I'm like, oh yeah. So then I went back and like, okay, when can I see you? Okay, let's, let's take this flip on it because we've been in quarantine forever. <laughs> but like the catch is, I'm like, I like to keep my private life private for the most part. <laughs> so I kind of had to challenge myself on that. I rented a VRBO and I brought like a couple of like art pieces that I have in my room, like Kababe. I have his Nevertheless She Persisted. I have some, some work by Basil Kincaid in the video. I have some work by Patia Anderson. I think I got Dee Nichols in there. I think I showed Susan Barrett. I don't think I, Damon Davis or Jacob Berkowitz made it, but just like, okay, this will make it feel more like me, but it's still, um, you know, just the, the epidermis. <laughs> <laughs> triggers we feel improve us is so clear. It doesn't seem clear at the moment, but whenever you're looking back on it, you're like, I'm going to take this whole experience as a means of learning that I had things that I still needed to work on myself. Like you ain't ready. I'm not waiting. Put it all back into me. There is some sort of like longing for a romantic connection, but deep down your heart kind of knows that they are emotionally unavailable <laughs> like you ain't ready i'm not waiting put it all back into me so you just kind of realize you know you're not ready to be in a relationship and i'm not waiting so i need to put this energy back into me but okay if i do that then can i see you and that little twist that little last little like ah i still kind of want to see you though man like what the fuck <laughs> Like I still want it, but I am gonna, I'm gonna walk, I'm walking away, but you know, maybe I'll have a candle still kind of like, so you can find me type of thing. But if you don't find me, 
you know, before something something else happens in my life to where I'm like, oh yeah, you're out. <laughs> then you're out. <laughs> and now the finished version of When Can I See You by Sinusopro.
Songs Out Loud is produced, engineered, and mixed by me, Aaron Dorr. But I got the idea to do this from my favorite songs deconstruction podcast, Song Exploder, at Radiotopia through PRX, hosted by Rishikesh Hirway. And you should definitely be subscribed there, too. The artists you hear on Songs Out Loud agree. Your digital music and merchandise purchases from their websites or places like Bandcamp are among the most direct ways you can support them. And they'd love to see you at one of their shows sometime. And I would love to have you back for my next breakdown, a track by rising hip-hop artist RetroChamp. This has been a Songs Out Loud production. Loop Talk Volume 1 that came out in 2014. Ray isn't on that album. <laughs> I don't even know my own. I don't even know my own albums. Um, so this was me. Uh-oh. Am I playing something? You might be, but also... Why did this play? That's hilarious. I'm like, well, Aaron would not play this because this is a new musical that I played bass in on last month. Oh, no. And that was like, oh, my God, musicals. Anyway. They're haunting um, you. I think... I wonder if I just, I don't know. I, iTunes just started playing randomly. That was so weird. So let me just close I that out. I hate iTunes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I no, can I, hear the disdain in your voice. I hate it. It's, always, like, it's so easy to click on on accident for me. I'm always like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Um, let's That's see. funny. So, yeah, so it's. Been...